0: Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Retro Pop. You're on for bi-weekly pop culture talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson. One of your hosts, and alongside with me is my and tootin' pal, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how are you, my man? Uh, boy, howdy. I'm doing just fine and dandy. Uh, I am
1: excited. Anytime we talk about a subject or topic that i'm not as familiar with it's more it's it's actually just as interesting for me because i get to learn some stuff right like that's that's how i feel and uh, today's subject uh, i was fascinated by. So I'm very excited to talk about this person.
0: Now, this is a good one. So if you clicked on the episode, you know who we're uh, talking about. I get to finally talk about it. it's been, well, it's been a few years since I've actually gotten to specifically talk about this guy on my football show. But for Retro Pop, um, we are talking about my man, Philip Rivers, former NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah, dude is awesome. I just introduced Johnny to him and we're going to hear from Johnny, uh, his take on him in a little bit. But I am super elated to be able to talk about this guy. What a colorful personality, a fantastic football player, often overlooked. And uh this this should be a good one. I hope you guys all can appreciate what the person that Philip Rivers is by the time this episode is is done. Whether you you've heard of him and you don't, you know, you, you don't really care for him, or he's just kind of blah in your life, or you've never heard of him. And I hope I can put you all on to him. So um yeah, this is an easy one, real easy choice for me. I've been waiting for to do this one for a long time. So let's get into it. Our personal history with Philip Rivers.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Oh, honey! Oh, whoop, whoop! whoop. Oh, ah, baby! Oh, Uh
0: oh! Shoot! Oh my gosh! Shoot! Don't go! Aggravates the stew out of me. All right, Johnny. I know you like to. You know when we one that when we do an episode or of a topic that you're not super familiar with um you like to kind of kick off the personal history aspect. So let's start off with you for um let's start off with you for this one. So your personal history with with Mr. Philip Rivers.
1: I had heard of him before just from ESPN uh, you know when I'm trying to get my basketball news obviously I'll hear some football stuff on there and I and I've heard the name. Uh, I was not super duper familiar with uh, everything, uh, about him. And that is until this past week, even Matt sent me this video of, uh, Phillips rivers and I'm putting this in quotation marks, trash talking. And I realized that this is, if I was an athlete and I had made it to the NFL, I'm fairly certain me and this guy would be brothers fairly (laughs) certain at the very least. And that is because he has this tendency. To even when he's trash talking, uh, he won't cuss, he'll use other words instead of cuss words like dad gummit. A uh, dad is a word I've used multiple times in my life on this show, uh, even I think once or twice. I bet so. Uh, uh, gosh is another one I like to use quite a bit. It's it comes from growing up, and I this is why I'm very curious about his childhood and his bringing up because when I was growing up, I grew up in a Mennonite Church, which is, uh, you know, a very, uh, they're not strict or anything like that. But, you know, it's very much about old school. Uh, It's about having respect and uh, treating others how you want to be treated, that type of thing. And cussing in my family was definitely not a thing, except for my dad. Dad just cussed whenever he wanted to. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) But mom never, but my mom, to this day, I can count the number of cuss words I've heard her say out loud on one hand. To this day, which is impressive, uh, I went through uh, so when I got into my mid 20s uh, and I was kind of on my own for a while, uh, I cussed all the time I think it was because I, I was out and I was like, oh man, I, I felt free or something, <laughs> which is really weird because now I just don't cuss as much unless I'm by myself. if I'm by myself and I'm mad at something like let's say I'm playing a video game or something's frustrating me, they'll just fly out of my mouth but if like if I know other people can hear me. Or if I'm on a podcast or whatever, it's just something in my brain that that just says, you know what? I, I find it a it's challenging to get a point across without cussing for me because it's just so easy to cuss. I have nothing against cussing, obviously, but uh, it's, it's that's just how it is for me. And I, you know, and I think it's just part of the, my upbringing was, uh, you know, just don't cuss. I still remember watching uh, an episode of Wings. That was an old TV show and they said the word uh and i'm gonna actually say here piss right <gasps> yeah and uh i didn't know that was a cuss word so i went out and i just started repeating it left and right and my mom heard me and she got really upset at me and i felt really <laughs> bad about it so <laughs> uh, so i you know i was like oh man and also i think it's a lot funnier to to use other words than cuss words like it's you know it's a lot it's really easy to say f off but you know it's it's a lot funnier to find <laughs> other ways to tell people to do that which is getting back to philip rivers something i feel he does very well uh you know you can just sense when i mean matt we've been in uh sports right like i played a lot of basketball yeah and i know you i know you did wrestling and stuff yep it's some, there's some competitive vibes and juices going on trash talking is a natural part of that and I've had my fair share of trash talking thrown my way, and I can tell you this: when I played basketball a lot, and it was mostly pickup, you know, like going to the local gym or whatever. Yeah, but uh, people would get really mad at you if they would talk trash, and A, you just didn't react to it because that's one of the things I would do; I just wouldn't care. Yeah, uh, or, or B, uh, I would just talk back to them, but I would never cuss because they would just be cussing me out and i swear to you i talk trash just like philip rivers and i just would say all these things to them but i would never utter a cuss word and that would just make them twice as mad for whatever reason because of like just say the cuss words like they would do and i was like why you know i mean is that considered
0: uh, kindness that you don't swear do, do you consider it kindness or are you killing them with kindness is that is that how that works
1: it might be a part of it i don't know it's just there's like you know certain cuss words just sound so harsh they do you know I agree. and when i want and when i'm super duper i have said them to people when i'm like incredibly angry but that's thankfully i don't get really angry a lot uh but when i do i have said those it's usually like you know i honestly don't for the most part if i don't know you i really don't care what you think about me or what you say about me agreed but if you're saying stuff to people that i consider friends or that i care about that's a completely different story right uh and I've definitely uh, let people know what I've thought of them when they've done something to somebody I care about for sure. Uh, and that did not involve me saying dadgummit, <laughs> uh, but which, but uh, for whatever reason, if I'm out in public or, or what have you, uh, gummet is, uh, is, is probably my catchphrase. <laughs> I dare say. It's so good. Yeah. I would get made fun of for it. Uh, among my friends, Uh, just because they would try to get me to cuss and I just wouldn't do it for the longest time. So when I did cuss, it actually Mick Foley, who is one of my favorite all time wrestlers. Oh yeah. Has this, has this mantra where it is um, he'll cuss, but only when it actually means something. Right. And if you're just dropping these words left and right, again, I don't care if you do, I don't care how you talk. It doesn't bother me. I watch stuff all the time with complete cussing in it. Uh, But uh, but if you you yourself barely use cuss words, then when you do use them, uh, they
0: really stand out. That's why I can
1: remember all the times my mom ever
0: cussed. Yeah, it does mean more if you don't do it all the time. Yeah, that that, that that's a fair fact. It's like whoa, they swore. Yeah, something's up. <laughs> like the first time I heard you swear, I know it wasn't in anger, but um, it it took me aback. So. Um, it's probably for comedy. I'll either swear because a matter for comedy.
1: <laughs> You're a whore for laughs, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Ever since sixth grade, I remember the joke that did it. Do you? <laughs> I don't remember the joke, but I remember the situation. Um, um, it's really weird. But uh, I was in sixth grade. In the classroom, the teacher asked a question, and I had a smart aleck answer. I wish I could remember what it was, but everybody in the class laughed, and that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that did it. The first time I swore was playing a Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, that makes sense. I played those <laughs>
1: second <laughs> grade.
0: Second grade. It was before school, and, and uh, we were getting ready and uh, to leave. We probably had like we probably had a few minutes left. Until we had to leave for school. And uh, I was trying to finish this level that I was to get a a gem. It was Crash Bandicoot, too. It was in second grade. And my mom's like, hey, we got to go to school. And I'm like, shit. And she's (laughs) like, what did you say? I'm like, nothing. So, no, no, no. I heard you say it. She said, repeat it. She was really like coaxing me and saying it all over again. Yeah. It was, it was bad. I, I went to school and then I got, I came home and I was grounded. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I will say there's just something really funny about like a really young kid cussing. I don't know why that makes. Oh, me it's, adorable. it's adorable. It's yeah, adorable. It's really
0: funny. It's adorable. Um, So <laughs> So, I, I'm glad the connection's already there for you when it comes to Philip Rivers. The relatability, I would dare so say. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's so, probably more like it. I'm very, I can't wait for you to talk about his history because I just want
1: to see, oh, like, just what about I purposely didn't look anything up on him because I just want to see if I could just
0: relate to him even more besides how his mannerisms and stuff. He's a gem. Um, so, my history with him, I've been aware of Philip Rivers for a considerable amount of time. We're going to get to his draft story. And all that. But, um, man, I was just like. He had this one moment and I, I guess I don't want to spoil it. He just. yet, yeah, But I, we will read about it in the history. But he had this one moment in an NFL game where um, he played through a, a, an injury and I was like, wow, this dude's got some heart, got some character. He's pretty he's pretty cool. And then I wasn't even seriously like super into the NFL at that point. But as I, you know, started to get into it, like super into it as I am now in like 2014, 2015, I really got to like try and figure this guy out. I'm like, man, he plays on a cool team. Uh, He played on the Chargers who have like one of the best jersey colors of all time. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen these things there, Johnny, but yeah. uh, powder blue. Yeah, like powder and, blue, Yeah,
1: yellow and blue. I believe.
0: Yep. Yep. yep, they have a powder blue jersey. He, he rocks that. He's got a pretty unique throwing motion, which is weird. He legit has like this weird sidearm thing. I've never seen – nobody's ever thrown the ball like, like it, where I instead of that. throwing it over the shoulder, he goes he, – he I noticed it that. It looks effortless, honestly. He, there's actually a fun story behind it, and uh, we'll I'll definitely share that with his history. Um, but there, there's there's a reason behind that. It's a very unique throwing motion that a lot of people thought. I, I don't know if I could say it on here, but they thought he was uh, he was a un, we'll say a unique individual because of that throwing motion. Yeah. Um, and his his gift of gab. Like for me, you know, I've been around like, you know, we're, we're around pro wrestling and that's where a majority of the trash talk I've ever seen come into play. Of course, you know, through high school sports, but pro wrestling, you know, like guys like The Rock and this and that and uh, Stone Cold and John Cena and all these all these characters talking trash and it always involved swear words usually um, to you know, kind of insult their opponent. And then I'm like, listen to this guy. I'm like, there's no way there's no way that this guy is legitimately like this. Like it was a gimmick. If it's some kind of shtick, I actually got, I, I got to talk to somebody a couple of weeks ago on, on a, the two point or two point podcast who was in the locker room with him in the quarterback room with him for a period of amount of time. He thought he's like, this dude's a clown. It's gotta be a clown, right? There's no way this is like real. And he said, it's a hundred percent legitimate, you know, which like if that, I felt cool to hear that he's hundred percent legitimate. And he's one of the fiercest competitors that he's ever seen, but just a guy who, much like Roddy Piper, right? We talked about last week. Roddy Piper, who was not the most accomplished wrestler as far as title belts and stuff. Philip Rivers wasn't necessarily the most successful guy um, in the NFL. He's never he never got to play in a Super Bowl. He never uh, so therefore obviously never winning a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and the, he had he yeah, a lot of bad that, seasons.
1: Isn't that kind of weird too? How because uh, if you just look at into the other overall aspects of someone's career i would dare say making the nfl that's pretty awesome not many people can say they did that uh and on top of that be there for multiple seasons and years yeah which he did uh so it's really wild that we can sit there and say that he's not successful at foot at at that but if you look at just uh just the grand aspects of life i'd say that dude's darn successful he made some money playing football
0: at the top level yeah Oh, he had to, and we'll get to that part too. Um, he, he he would I, I would dare I would say he's very successful in that in that regard. But right for in the eyes of a lot of people, this I think this is why I like him so much, is because people look at that 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 trait right the title belts or um or pennants in baseball, you know Stanley Cups, championship rings in general, and they use that to measure an athlete. Where especially something like football, it's a team sport. Right, it's easy to like the greats. It's easy to like the Hulk Hogan's and the and the Barry Sanders and the Joe Montana's and the Michael Jordans. It's so easy to like those guys, but man, I feel like if you can if you can really get invested, if you it, it's it's harder to like a guy like a Philip Rivers because he doesn't have the rings. And I'm not trying to say that to be braggadocious or anything, but I actually don't even know what that word means. But um, <laughs> but I like I, I'm like proud of the fact that like. I hold Philip Rivers in such high regard and people there's a large contingency of people who do not think he's even close to deserving of that. Right. You know it's, what I mean?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. But I've always had this history of um, like whenever uh, anything that I'm quote unquote good at, I had to really work hard yeah. for. And even then there were people who were way better than me. And so, like, I just relate so much more to these people who are really good, but they just don't make it quite there. I mean, for my episode uh, after this one, we're going to talk about another person who uh, never won a championship either. And for whatever reason, that's the only thing that we seem to matter when we're doing discussions of who's the GOAT or who's, uh, you know, who's really good, who deserves this and that. Uh, Instead of looking at their overall career and stuff like that, which really blows my mind. But uh, yeah, so I kind of relate to these people way more because, uh, you know, even obviously they're on a much higher level than me uh, at that sport or whatever they're doing. Uh, I definitely know what it's like to struggle to really want something so bad to work hard at it and to not quite reach it.
0: Right. And, you know, he's been and there. It was a point where he's like, it didn't really bother me. You know what I mean? He's, you know, again, something we'll talk about after. And, you know, he feels accomplished in his career. And that's, I mean, obviously that's the most important thing. And I, I, I just respect just who he is so much. He is my favorite player in NFL history. And the one, the one person that I, I really, really, really want to talk to just to have a, I don't even care if it's over a podcast, just to have a conversation with meet just chat with him uh, it's just because of who he is as a person um he's 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 yeah he's just he's legitimately my hero for many for many reasons so um but all right but that's personal history let's uh let's jump in let's dive into the uh the life and the history of mr philip rivers
2: can't play with 12 greg Hey, Greg, you can only play with 11, Greg! JT, don't dance with him. Run him over. Don't dance with him. You weren't even close to making that play. You got a hand on it. You weren't even close. <laughs> flatten it! That gun that flattened it!
0: All right. So, Rivers is uh, was born into football, essentially. Um, he's not a second generation NFL player by any means, but he. Loves the game so much. He's, he's just it. When you hear him talk about football, it's actually really like astonishing just how much he, he loves it. He's a fan of it. Um, And obviously he, he had a pretty successful career of it. And it's hard to be that, right? Some guys are, you get into something that you love so much and it, it, you know, at some point you're like, okay, I got to get away from it. It's this man's lifestyle 24 um, seven. He was born to Steve and, uh, Joan Hart, or no Joan Rivers? Excuse me, Joan Rivers. Uh, I don't know why I said Hart. Um, <laughs> Joan Rivers, but not like the 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 the, the famous Joan Rivers. Right. Yeah. Um, in Decatur, Alabama, isn't Joan uh,
1: Hart also another
0: famous person? I think so. I think that's I probably think so. why I said it. Yeah. Um His father was the head coach of Decatur's high school football team, and his mother was the was a teacher there. And uh, so he was around football all his life. And this is actually where his like we're early on. We're already jumping into the good stuff. Um, I forgot exactly how old he was, but this is where he got his weird sidearm motion. I think he was like four or five, but he loved football so much. He would go to practices all the time with his dad and watch the team. And he actually developed that sidearm motion because as a kid, he would throw the football, but the football was so heavy that the only way he can get it to move was through his sidearm. And it just became like, it, it became his staple. That's, yeah. le, that's legit. Just how, like, that's just can, how he does
1: it. Yeah, it's just second yeah. nature
0: now. Yeah. Right, right. So where other people, it's, you know, they, they come into throwing it over the shoulder, you know, the over the shoulder, you know, just, just the, the normal straight release. Um, he has a legit sidearm. Um, which is like the coolest thing. It was it was normal for him, but he stated that people thought there was something wrong with him, like yeah. legitimately wrong with him when he threw the ball that way. Uh, but it, oh, I love it's It's such a I love the throwing motion. It's so it's so unique and cool. It's
1: really it's really interesting when you hear that. Like if somebody like I equate it to basketball when somebody has an odd looking jump shot, right, or something that doesn't look uh, textbook, as they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Antoine Jameson, who was one of my all time favorite uh players and he went to carolina my favorite college team and then he had a really successful career in nba but he always had like this uh, weird shooting motion he'd have like a really high arch and stuff and you found out that's because when he was a kid his basketball hoop was way too high and he just got used to shooting up that high (laughs) Uh, and then he just never you know just that was just second nature to him. it just just works right yeah and it worked
0: so and that's, you know, that's the cool stuff. Like a guy, I don't necessarily like going, you know, with, with the flow sometimes. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of like those guys who go against the, those people who go against the grain. And
1: well, if everything was the same, even in something you like, it can, it can kind of get boring. Right. Correct. A hundred percent.
0: hundred percent. In fifth grade, he actually got this really cool. Uh, he had to do a project. He had to make a poster about his dreams and aspirations and uh, this is a really cool story. They've actually showed this picture a few times, I think, over NFL. I, I think they showed this picture. I feel like I've seen it before. Um, over in the NFL, like in between commercial breaks or when coming back from a commercial break or something like that, um, he pasted his face over a Minnesota Vikings player who had appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So I uh, just absolutely just adored this game. He, he knew what he wanted to do. And it's really cool at that age, that young, to know what you want to do. So um but he did it. He just pasted his photo over there and said I want to you know basically I want to be in NFL, playing in the NFL. Uh he first started his first uh, official game was in the 7th grade uh back in 1994. So uh doing some uh doing some cool stuff there. I think because high school's big in Alabama. It's the, I think it's the almost as as intense as it is in uh like Texas, a lot of those southern states It's it's I, literally I kind
1: of think in the south I can only speak for the south uh, uh, high school football no matter where you're at
0: even in North Carolina it's a big deal yeah it's a life it's basically a lifestyle you get packed crowds it's not like that in New York some schools yes but it's not the thing to do in New York football's I mean people it love football here but not to Yeah that it's extent.
1: literally what everybody does and, and we'll do on a Friday night It's go to right. the high school football game
0: yep um absolutely uh so the number 17 which he carried with him throughout his entire career uh in high school college uh Entirety of the pros, he donned that number since the ninth grade. He got that ninth grade in honor of his dad, who won that same number in high school. Uh, and then his dad transferred coaching jobs to nearby Athens High School, and uh, Rivers eventually moved over to there. So uh, to, to finish off his career, so Rivers' uh, senior season with you know phenom- like phenomenal, top end talent, best pr- prep passer in the state. Uh, but he didn't have many offers. This was the, th- this is a problem going into, look, when you start looking ahead to college, he did not have like these um, incredibly offers. He, I mean, Auburn, Alabama, they were looking at him. They were going to want to throw him some money, but there was more so as a, as a depth um, position. All right. Depth thing, not starting quarterbacks, which if you're going to go, Hey, you know, Rivers who obviously loved this game, believed in himself, uh, and is as proficient at the game as he is, you, if you're going to college to play football, you want to start. You want to have an opportunity to start and be the guy. And uh, he rejected them. So he rejected the likes of Auburn, Alabama, and and probably some others as well to go where he would have more playing time. And that place would be North Carolina State. And the coach there, Joe Pate, um, actually convinced Philip and his parents for, uh, for Philip to graduate high school a little early. So um, instead of finishing out his seniors, is uh, well, he finished out his senior high school season, from what I understand. But um, his senior year, he cut short, so he graduated in December of nineteen ninety nine instead of uh, June of two thousand, just to get a, li- a little extra jump in preparation for his college career. Uh, in college, of course, like I said, he went attended North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. So there's that's uh, actually a, you know you're a Carolina guy, that's that's yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. Uh Joe Pate wasn't a... the coach. I'm sorry. Joe Pate wasn't the coach, but um go ahead. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I had a friend who went to NC State and so I got to go visit him a few times. Uh it's really nice. Uh I mean this was years ago. I'm I'm assuming it still is. <laughs> really nice school for sure, really nice area. Uh, uh really fun parties.
0: <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it's it sounds like a nice it, it sounds like a really nice school. Um but yeah, he he went there, he played uh for Chuck Amato was the coach. Chukumado was the coach of the uh, North Carolina State Wolfpack. That's <laughs> right, Wolfpack baby. Wolfpack uh, do, is do, back, do, causing do, mass do, do. destruction. <laughs> uh, and and Rivers uh, enrolled early. He actually so he graduated in December of ninety nine and enrolled in January of two thousand. So he got started right away. Um, and he had his he started practicing that spring of two thousand where he would have just been in high school so that 's something you know what i mean he chased his passion he chased his love and he you know he averted uh you know the, the wonderful pop and circumstance of a high school graduation to to kind of get the jump on his his career and uh, as a freshman he uh, in two thousand he led n c state to an eight and four record uh in and won the micro oh god this is a throwback name the micron p c bowl I f- micron PC. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's now the cheese It bowl, but anyways, oh, they,
1: now they, I know see that. I relate
0: <laughs> <laughs> As I looking at a box of the cheese, it grooves. Oh. Mm, mm. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and he led four comeback victories in that, in that, in that season, 38, uh, 31, double overtime win against Arkansas state. He's he's in his, you know, in his first game, just crazy stat lines um and getting NC State football like really like on track and um that's that's saying something too
1: because uh, in the ACC which is where they would be in yes uh, that's the college uh, uh, what do they call that the college uh, that's their that's that's what,
0: conference conference conference
1: yeah. thank you that's what I couldn't think of could think of conference that, that they're in uh it's definitely a basketball conference ACC is by far a college basketball conference. Uh, So anytime any of these programs, like every once in a while, uh, the UNC Tar Heels will will kind of peak because they have somebody good playing. Uh, So whenever you have a Phillip Rivers playing and he's actually making a name for college football in the ACC, that's a a
0: pretty good accomplishment. For sure. Yeah, he was actually uh, an All-American caliber quarterback. The first one is since the 1960s when eventual Rams quarterback Roman Gabriel ran the offense. So it had been some time. and yeah, a lot of people don't think of NC State as a uh, as a football college at all. So that's that's pretty remarkable there. Um, sophomore year in two thousand one, he connected. Uh, he, he had a pretty solid, decent season, seven and four uh, in two thousand one for the for the Wolfpack, and they returned to the Tangerine Bowl. They didn't win this one, but uh, again, a pretty stellar stellar season at that. Two thousand two, uh, he. They won their first nine games. Wolfpack won their first nine games. Best start in school history, but um, they lost a couple ACC contests to, uh, let's see. Yeah, they lost three consecutive ACC contests, but they defeated Florida State, which is a pretty big one, and received an invite to play against Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl, which is a, uh, you know, pretty significant there. And he put on an MVP performance and beat Notre Dame 28-6. to Uh, With Rivers, 23 of 37 for 228 passing yards and two touchdowns. And it would set up his uh, his final year as a senior 2003. He threw for 4,491 passing yards and 34 touchdowns in just 12 games. And uh, he put it. his finale was the most productive and he was uh, the most productive and durable quarterback in ACC history. And they were just smoking teams all left and right in 59 to 20 over Western Carolina. Um, he's putting up big numbers and uh, I mean, he, they lost to Ohio state, which, you know, a lot of teams do, but he still had a really solid performance beat up on Texas tech um, beat up on Duke. I know Duke isn't really a prominent football team um, no. either. It's more so basketball, but yeah, it it's was, definitely basketball. Yeah. Um, but you uh, he want to, you want to, second straight bowl MVP award and they beat uh Kansas 56, 26 in his third tangerine bowl. So in that game, 475 yards, five touchdowns. And he was named ACC player of the year for the Oh three football season and ACC athlete of the year. Oh three Oh four. And, um, he wasn't, he, he was considered a Heisman candidate, but he didn't quite win. And he wasn't invited to presentation, but he shattered every single record that they had, um, his college leaded stats collectively 13,484 passing yards, 95 touchdowns, 34 interceptions um and 17 rushing touchdowns. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh but yeah, see so he, he won a ton of records there and it was on to his pro career, but I don't want to jump ahead uh quite yet. So in the middle of his college uh, career, he actually got married in 2001. A lot of people don't know this. Um uh, Rivers, uh, he's a devout Roman Catholic and he married his junior high school sweetheart. So they had been together since junior high school, uh, Tiffany in 2001. And yep, she, uh, she converted Catholicism and they actually, they have, uh, they had, I think he had one or two kids by the time he was graduating college. They have nine now, just so you yeah, know, they have about to, nine kids now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, which is, which is pretty impressive. But so he, not not only is he balancing this, but he's balancing, uh, you know, marriage, which is, you know, a you know, a challenge on its own. He's balancing marriage. He's balancing uh, a family while playing in college, dealing with college stuff and trying to go to the national football league. And, and he, he made it look so easy. Like I, I I have endless respect for this guy. Um, But then comes draft season. In comes draft season. This is, Rivers had one of the muckiest starts to an NFL career I have ever seen. So they projected him as a, an early first round pick uh, in the upcoming 2004 draft, but he did have some flaws. He wasn't the highest graded quarterback in the national football in that, in that draft that year. But there, this, there's a big three of quarterbacks that came out for the 04 draft. Eli Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers. All guys who have retired over the last couple of years, but uh, but a, a very stellar group, and all three should be Hall of Famers. Um, they pre the pre-draft consensus said that Rivers would be selected to the Steelers with the 11th overall pick, but um, that wasn't to be. The first overall choice, the San Diego Chargers drafted Eli Manning overall. So the Chargers drafted Eli Manning, but the story here is that Eli Manning said he would not play for the Chargers. So this is a big. Uh, uh, a big debacle, we'll call it. Eli Manning refused to play for the Chargers. He did not want to go play for the Chargers, even though that's where they drafted him. The fourth overall pick, the uh the Giants actually drafted Phillip Rivers, which is uh which is crazy because Rivers talks about it all the time, he didn't receive a phone call from the Giants that they were selecting him. Usually when you get drafted, you yeah. you get they call you they call you. They're like, Hey, we're, we're going to take you. And he never got called. So he's like, something's up. Something's not, not right. Um, But he was drafted by the giants. All he tells this funny story. Uh, All his neighbors were excited for him. Like, wow, he got drafted by the giants and he was autographing like giants jerseys. Right. Yeah. Somebody had him autograph their Lawrence Taylor Jersey. (laughs) And then minutes later, he got traded to San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) So he never actually got to play for the Giants because the Eli Manning didn't want to play for the Chargers. What happened was uh, the Chargers and Giants just swapped draft picks. Um, yeah. So Eli went to New York, Rivers went to San Diego. And, and that happens,
1: been, I think that happens way more than people think, too, where a player who has uh, who's more highly regarded is coming out of the draft is like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go there.
0: Correct. And, uh, it's uh, happened a few times. Yeah, you're
1: right. It has happened a few times. It's happened in basketball as well. Famously, and I definitely know this because I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. Famously, Kobe Bryant was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, but it's either it depends on who you ask. because either him or his agent said that he's not going to play there. So we traded him uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers for Vlade Divac, one of the best trades we ever did. That's high sarcasm. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, of course, was going to be one of the top players ever. Uh, and yeah. Vlade Divac, while he was OK, was known way more for
0: flopping than anything else. So uh way to go us. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah, a lot of people really do not know that. That's an interesting thing. Kobe Bryant died on my first wedding anniversary, so that's that's fun. Um <laughs> yeah, that was a legit sad day for me, being a no, basketball I, fan. I was like, yeah. I was like I don't want to celebrate my anniversary anymore. That was hard. Yeah. That was hard. RIP Kobe. Uh but yeah, so they they exchanged and um Rivers is one of the 17 quarterbacks taken in that draft, and they've that draft has long been compared to the 1983 draft, which which had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in John Elway, Jim Kelly, and uh, Dan Marino. And I know we haven't gotten that far yet, but Rivers is the only one of that group who did not reach the Super Bowl. So, um, that's what a lot of people hold against him as we've talked about, but the drama didn't start, start there. So Rivers gets signed to the chargers, uh, to a massive, a pretty solid rookie contract, six year, forty and a half million dollars at the $14.5 million signing bonus. And, um, and yes, yeah, so, but the chargers already have a quarterback and this guy, the, the, his rivers would be connected to this guy for a while too. Drew Breeze, uh, who played for the New Orleans Saints. Uh they were in a battle, right? Rivers is high, high, you know, high drafted prospect. But Drew Brees, you know, upon the drafting of Phillip Rivers, becomes really, really solid. Um, he starts to really develop into his own. But uh, you know, Breeze was playing really good, really good. And then he got hurt in a uh in 2005. Yes. Uh, He hurt himself against the, against the Denver Broncos dislocated his shoulder and Phillip rivers came in. Uh, He didn't win the game. It was, the game was pretty much lost by then, but, um, but they decided that it's time. So he was part of a quarterback controversy very early on in his career. Obviously it worked out for both men. Drew Brees paved a hall of fame career in new Orleans and rivers, obviously in San Diego, but, um, so, but that's some more drama that he had overcome, but 2006 was his first full season that, um, that the, the team was his and he got the team off to a, 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 really good, um, a really good run. And they actually, uh, they actually made it, they had a 14 and two season with his first season, um, as a starter. And, uh, they actually, they actually ended up losing to the new England Patriots in the divisional round and their head coach got fired for some reason i don't know how you go 14 and 2 and your head coach gets fired but that was a thing so automatically right off the gate the system that philip rivers has been learning under uh gets changed to a new head coach yeah sports is weird like that right <laughs> like even uh you know in
1: the it was recently when uh the toronto raptors in the nba oh i'm sorry that it, it's just a sport i know no so I don't please like don't don't mind parent it to, but uh literally uh I think it was Dwayne Casey. I think it was the coach. Anyway, you know, He just won coach of the year, right? They vote on the coach of the year and was let go the very next season. He was coach of the year and they were like, bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: Ta-ta. Um, yeah, that was uh, it, it, baffling. But I guess there was a lot of issues between the head coach, Marty Schottenheimer and the team president. So there's a lot of issues there. So uh, that off season, they hire a man by the name of Norv Turner. And, uh, yeah, it's not a good start. <laughs> the Chargers start one and three. Um, they do eventually turn around and finish 11 and five and win the AFC West division. But um, he made it all the way. Like in his second full year starting, he made it all the way. He brought the Chargers to the 2007 AFC championship game. Uh, they beat the Tennessee Titans in the Card round and Mike Colts in the divisional round but they lost to the, the New England Patriots in the AFC championship game. This is the year that the Patriots were undefeated. But um, what's remarkable about this game is that uh, Phillip Rivers came into the game. He tore his ACL in the, um, in the game against the Colts. He tore his ACL, but he decided to play in the AFC championship game anyways, the entire game with a torn ACL. So they were that banged is- up. Yeah,
1: that is crazy to me. I have seen, sadly, my fair share of those, especially in basketball. They happen quite a lot. Yeah. So big-name players, you know, Clay Thompson, you know, Kevin Durant, all these people would have these things that would happen to them, Uh and they're out of the game, man. They crumple up. Uh It's usually like a, that's why the no, the non-contact injuries are actually scarier. Yeah. Uh, because that that means something went wrong, and it's a lot of times that's a torn ACL a lot of the times. Uh And they are incredibly painful. So the fact that he's even able to remotely play on that is – a lot of respect <laughs> for sure. Cause
0: I'd be crying like a baby myself for, and we, you know, football is, not, I mean, uh, there's no professional sport. That's easy. I mean, bowling, right. as far as from a physicality standpoint, baseball is easy in that regard, but basketball um, football, very physical. And as a quarterback, you got to be able to move in and out of the pocket to make plays happen. And he did it against the Patriots defense, which was pretty good at that time. He legit. I mean, if he, if he aggravated that thing, even worse, it, his career is done. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? He put he left a lot of there was so much risk um going out there and playing the way he did, but he, Well, uh,
1: there was a time uh you know before now where if you tore your ACL, either you're you're completely changing how you play or you don't get to play anymore. Right? It w- yeah. would end your career.
0: Yeah, uh for a lot of running backs it's a it's a it's a, a running backs and wide receivers if you tore, tore your ACL, it's very hard to come back from. Yeah, very hard to come back from. Um, it's just always in the back of your mind, but it's such a common common injury in football nowadays. Um, maybe always has been, but yeah. anyways, even, Vince McMahon, even no. Vince
1: McMahon did it, just trying to get into a ring. You know, it's, it's
0: both of them. It's see, it's it's real. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, I love that moment. Uh, 2080 comes back. He led the uh, NFL in a bunch of different categories: 34 passing touchdown. We'll get into his stats and such. Uh, in the Matt Stats portion, but um, uh, let's see. They had a pretty, it was an okay season. They started out four and eight, and um, they eventually went to the AFC divisional round, and they lost the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, oh, I know. No, excuse me. They beat the Steelers. Where'd it go? No, they did lose. They lost to the Steelers, 35-24 uh, in the divisional round, but they made it back to the playoffs, so actually, uh, you, know, it just, them, but, um, you know, just a it slow starts is what kind of killed them, but, you know, just kind of get in the swing of things. Uh, 2009 was another solid year. He uh, signed a six-year, $92 million contract with about $38 million guaranteed. He got voted into a second career Pro Bowl on December 29th of, of the 2009 season, and uh, he got the second seed with a 13 and 3 record. They all however they lost the New York Jets in uh in the divisional rounds. The divisional round is kind of his uh his kryptonite. And the Jets were actually a pretty good team back then, but they did they lost to the the Jets. Uh 2010 was a was a career year for him. He led the league in passing yards for 4710 was his uh yardage total. And uh and yeah, he got a another Pro Bowl invite. Just really, really, you know, just good happenings. Um, but there's a little bit of a rut coming up here for this team. Actually, let me get um his records up. Yeah, between 2010 and 2014. Actually, shoot, it's a lot longer than that. There's decent seasons. There's some nine and a couple nine and seven seasons in there, but um we have eight and eight, seven and nine, four and twelve, five and eleven. There's some really rough seasons for him and a lot of it gets played gets put on his shoulders a lot of people blame him for that again it's a team sport but uh there's a lot of a lot of bad uh 2017 they were actually really really close to making the playoffs they started off the season 0 and 4 and uh rallied back to go 9 and 7 they were bumped out i think with the bill. no there's they needed a whole bunch of situations i remember it the bills ended up bla- breaking their playoff drought here but the Chargers were super close to uh to to making it, but they starting on the the, the, the climb back up, they got some really good pieces in their offense. And then 2018 was awesome uh for Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Uh they finished with a 12 and 4 record. They tied the uh AF the this is when Patrick Mahomes broke out in the scene for the Chiefs. Yeah. And that's uh, a name I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's uh he's quite famous, he's quite good at football, too. Um, but they tied the record. And so the Chargers were the fifth seed. And uh, one of my favorite moments of Philip Rivers career came from this game and the wild card round against the Baltimore Ravens who were uh, came off pretty good. They were AFC North champions. they were coming off a pretty good season. Lamar Jackson's in his first season starting. And uh, Philip Rivers is not a mobile quarterback at this point. He's in it, well into his 30s. He's never really been considered a mobile quarterback, but Lamar Jackson is, and Lamar Jackson just running all over everybody this year, and he still does this day. But Philip Rivers took off for a 10-yard rush. <laughs> There's a gift of this thing, <laughs> Johnny, I think you'd appreciate it. just old white dude energy. He he sta- <laughs> he runs for a first down. He gets tackled, it's like the slowest run I've ever seen. He stands up, holds the football looks back or no, he looks, looks forward, looks back, looks forward and points first down. And <laughs> I, it was just, I'm like, what the, what is going on? Um, and he did it, uh, but they got creamed by the Patriots again in the divisional round the following week. Uh, but it was a, a, a pretty good cut, co- you know, return season to just prominence for this charger squad 2019 though, it's the wheels fell off. Coaching wasn't great. And uh, the team finished five and 11 and the Chargers quietly released uh, Philip rivers after, uh, after 16 seasons. And this is where I got like my favorite memory as a cult, like f- for just favorite season as a cult in recent memory. Um, so they did, the chargers did release Philip rivers and March 21st, 2020 Rivers signed a one-year $25 million deal with the Indianapolis Colts reuniting himself with uh, his former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, and man, I was elated. I wish I only, I just wish it wasn't the COVID year so I could have gone to Indianapolis and, you know, got front row seats to just maybe just have a chance of him autographing something. That's the only
1: that, thing that's I'm going to be about. exciting, right? Like if you have a favorite team and then one of your favorite players actually joins the team, that yeah. is, man, that's got to be super cool. I wouldn't know being a Charlotte Hornets fan, but I'm assuming <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> it's a, well, it's, that's I mean, not true. That's not, I've had players who joined and I later became fans of them because I realized they were good, but right. Uh, you know, like Glenn Rice or, or Eddie Jones and the, and the like, but uh, yeah, it's, it's gotta be something like you know, that would probably be the equivalent of if Charles Barkley joined the Charlotte Hornets during, during the nineties, that That'd probably be the same thing for me.
0: Right. And you know how, just how rare, you know, how like perfect does everything have to be? Yeah. For that to work out when there's 30, you know, 31 other teams that he could be with. And he picks, you know, getting released at the right time. The Colts are in the middle of quarterback purgatory. Their franchise quarterback retired uh, two weeks before the season prior. And yeah, they signed Phillip rivers and I was screaming for, I was just screaming for joy. As soon as that happened, I went on NFL shop.com and ordered a Jersey. Had to. I'm packing it right now. Yeah. Well, I, by the time this episode releases, I'll be coming back home for my cruise, but I'm packing that said Jersey right now uh, to go with me on the cruise. Um, and he led the Colts their best season since, um, actually, in, in some time record-wise. Eleven and five is what they ended up finishing with. And he broke a lot of records in this in this stretch. Uh, he defeated uh, he defeated Jesus. Um, he passed Dan Marino in passing touchdowns, and as well as uh, passing yards. And he, I think, well, before this season, he was fifth all time in some of those categories. But uh, in the wild card round against the Bills, Rivers had a, a really really good performance, but the the Colts could not get the job done. Um, and they lost in the wild card round to the bills. 27, 24. It was a spectacular game. I was crying like a baby. Cause I didn't want to lose the bills and it was river's last game, but um, he did announce his retirement. I have a conspiracy theory around it. I've discussed it. on one of our two point episodes that, um, that there was more there, but we won't get into that. So Sports like, conspiracies are some of my favorite things though. Yeah. This one has legit like legs though. Like, and it's actually pretty interesting. Like, I again, I won't go into it. There's some Michael Jordan ones that's got some links. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure there are, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Uh, for his history, I know it's was a lot. Uh, there's a well, I mean, I could have went a lot more, but um, let's head on over to Matt's stats.
2: He's tearing right now. 57 is firing, he's the new clowny. hey, you don't play Mike. Why would you line up there? Right here, right here. Right here, put your hands up. Tell everybody you made the play. You like last one. Put your hands up. Tell everybody. Well, he took it off. He took it off. That's technique. If his helmet came off, that's a penalty. Run! Hey, run! 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 Quit just making up alerts. You like you hear things. You scream. Reverse. You don't know what's coming.
0: All righty, everybody. So. Let's take a look at uh, Philip Rivers from a career accomplishment and stat standpoint. So over his career, he had a sixty-four point nine percent completion percentage, uh, five thousand two hundred seventy-seven completions, sixty-three thousand four hundred forty passing yards, four hundred and twenty-one touchdowns to two hundred and nine interceptions. So a pretty stellar grade there. Uh, his career—they don't have a career QBR rating for him. That's okay. Um, so a lot there, his best career year, as you said, 2010 was, uh, he led in passing yards. His best touchdown year was 2008, but, um, yeah, and just just, just pretty good at what he does. Pretty good at what he does. Uh, let's take a look at some of his accomplishments. So awards, acknowledgements, um, uh, all right. So he's had 10 individual awards uh, 2013, he was the NFL Associated Press and Pro Football Writers Association Comeback Player of the Year. And let's see. He's never won offensive player of the year. He's had eight Pro Bowl trips, 2006, 2009, 10, 11, 13, 16, 17, and 18. He's been uh, Player of the Week 10 times, Uh Once in 2018, twice in 2017, once in 2015, once in 2014, twice in 2013, once in 08, 07, and 06. He's been player of the month four times in December of 2008, December of 2009, October of 2010, and September of 2014. And, yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of it, and the accomplishment. Really, I mean, it's it's sports, so that stuff, the the, the award stuff, is easy to kind of go through, but yep. um, but yeah, very accomplished career. He has Hall of Fame credentials, and the only thing holding uh, that a lot of people see as holding him back is the ring, is the Super Bowl ring. But, um, but all right, let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? Uh, nobody's buying. They're going to take a timeout and they're going to <laughs> kick the field
2: goal. Oh, he, he turned the corner. <laughs> I love Rivers. the talking. Isn't it great? Yeah, he's having, he's, he's having the best. pointing and talking. <laughs> he's going for a 90-yard touchdown. 90-yard touchdown. Hey, hey am too. You see I ain't talking. Don't do, that by, he's my ear. Don't do it by my ear, right, do it right, by right. My ear. I will do it by No,
1: ear. no, no. Hey, one, what I do, So for this did you know, we're going to kind of focus on the NFL itself. Uh Matt, I'm very curious which one uh I'm you being an NFL uh fan, which one of these you know, or uh so maybe we'll kinda of turn this into a little bit of did you know slash does Matt know? <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. Uh, the first NFL game to be televised, do you know what year that happened in?
0: NFL televised. Um, I think it's the late 1930s. I want to say 38. Oh, oh you're so close. I'll give it to you. It's 1939.
1: 1939. Oh, damn it. Yeah, it was really close. Uh it was in New York and it was televised on about 500 televisions.
0: Hey, I uh, hey, you trying to one up me? I do an NFL trivia show, you know. You trying to one up me, make me look bad. <laughs> By Fun the way, my, you need from- me. You need me on there. I
1: got some questions brewing that are going to be beautiful. <laughs> so you know. Uh Of course, it wasn't until 1943 that players in the NFL were not required to wear a helmet so You could just run around without a helmet all you wanted to. Uh
0: And a lot of people got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's a the thing a lot of people don't remember getting hurt because of the concussion that's true that's, that's true go look on the never side. never ever happened
1: Go look on the bright side uh, if you don't include thanksgiving uh the day on which the pe- uh, people in the united states eat the most food matt i bet you know this one super bowl sunday booyah yep boom also uh, on this same day super bowl sunday it's also the same day in which
0: the least number of people get married. I could see that. I, yeah,
1: makes sense. All right.
0: Yeah. My eight, hey, our honeymoons, my 2019 honeymoon, the first day we got on the ship was the day of the Super Bowl. I was pissed until I found out that Carnival Cruises was actually going to show the Super Bowl. I oh, actually I go. asked them on Twitter. They were very kind to respond. Thank That's you, nice. Carnival. Thank you.
1: Uh, what was the first year of the NFL? What was its uh, very first year? 1920 booyah there you go what was it called it wasn't called the nfl at that time apfa there you go the american professional football association very nice very nice um hold on you t- tell me if this one's true i read this one and i want it to be true but i want to see if you could <laughs> tell me it's true. All right. the uh when the new england patriots were were becoming a team they originally wanted to be called uh, the Bay State Patriots, which would be the BS yes. Patriots.
0: Is this true? Yes, this is 100% true. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I ever read. Yes, it's uh, it's 100% true. Yep. Yep, it's legit. The BS Patriots. I wish that the would BS. have stuck. Oh. <laughs>
1: All right, so the Pro Football Hall of Fame
0: is in. Canton. Kenton, Ohio. And there once. And- it's a beautiful museum. And why is it there? Do you know? That is where the birth of the NFL happened, the original meeting of the 13 or 14 owners. The Kenton Bulldogs also was a team, apparently, yep. during this time.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they all that kind of worked together there. Uh, which team has the highest
0: number of retired jerseys? Oh, God. I think it might be the Colts. I could be mistaken though.
1: I do not know when uh, these were published, so keep that in mind. I know it's after these are after 2010, uh, so keep that in mind. This okay. is the Chicago Bears, uh, but they may have been passed by now for all I know. With the, that makes 13.
0: sense. No, they're probably up there. That's probably true. Chicago's had a lot of great players over the years, um, but and the they've Colts, been around they, for a while too, right? They they were one of the original uh, original teams. They started off as the Decatur Staleys back in 1920s. They've had, they moved around a little bit, but um. Yeah, Indy. Indy's up there, but I can see why Chicago's got the most. At some point, you got to be like, okay, chill. Like, we got other numbers to we got we got other players to you know they got to pick numbers too.
1: Yeah, Uh, let's kind of go around that same boat. Uh, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Houston do not have any jersey numbers retired as of this uh, uh, this article that I'm getting this from, and that's just because they just don't have a long history. Uh, Dallas and Oakland. Well, it's not Oakland anymore they moved from Oakland didn't they? they're they in Vegas now yes yeah. so Dallas and Vegas too have not retired any player numbers as they don't believe in it is what this thing says
0: that is definitely true for Dallas I I can see why the Raiders thing um because Michael Irvin who's we love to make fun of for his uh him and uh was it the, the one NFL talk show him and just yelling all the time it's hilarious but um he uh Somebody has his number. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Dallas Cowboy, like reading all time leading receiver. And there's a kid out there by the name of CD lamb, who has his number 88. So that definitely makes sense. The Jacksonville one, they should have some retire. I mean, they have had enough players where they can retire, you know, retire Baltimore's new. They've had a lot of great players. They could, they definitely could retire some of those, but um, I think, yeah, they, they, they just keep on keeping on. I think they have the same mindset as Dallas and, and, uh, dallas and and in vegas now i think which that is, I, yeah
1: which is strange to me uh celebrate your history uh right. the do you know who the oldest person to make the pro football hall of fame is this didn't happen too long ago as i remember this oldest person i don't i'll give, I'll I'll give, you, a, I'll give you a clue do you need a clue yeah uh they themselves didn't make it for playing football
0: But I guarantee it, you was s- it Jimmy Johnson?
1: No, I guarantee you've seen this dude's work though. Uh Ed Sabal. I'm probably saying the last name wrong. <gasps> NFL oh, founder of NFL Yes. Films.
0: Yes. Okay. Andrew's gonna slap my PP for not getting that one right. <laughs> yes, the worst place to be slapped. Right
1: <laughs> on <Ronald> the PP. <BP. laughs> All right, and we're gonna end on this. Uh legendary quarterback by the name of Brett Favre, as I always like to call him. Uh, first ever pass completion was to who? Himself. That's right. He <laughs> himself. Uh who's the first uh his first attempted pass uh was a touchdown for the opponents, so he did not
0: have a great start to his career. No, uh, it was rough. He got yeah. he, he actually a lot of people don't don't realize this either. He got he wasn't drafted by Green Bay, he got drafted by Atlanta. Spent a year there. They hated him. They traded him to Green Bay, and he became a legend. <laughs> yeah. And Atlanta, you know, has had trouble in a lot of areas. So, that's what really. usually happens is little, that's why it's really fun to do what ifs in sports. Oh, I love it. That's yeah, really what fun. ifs. We've done that episode before, and it's uh, it's a fun one to look into. I love payback, too, man. Sports tr- payback. Like, oh, yeah. Like Green Bay has, all, like, if, Favre, I think, generally owned the Falcons when he played them um, every single time. Every yeah. single time all yeah uh yeah
1: yeah. it's uh you know i kind of do the same thing with the panthers carolina panthers when they would let go of somebody and i felt it was a little weird that they just kind of let this person go after all the years of service and i would always like steve smith just that's the one i remember yeah like i really i really hope when he comes back he just owns us and that's despite (laughs) my fandom of my own team but like i just you know felt i was like man this guy is he deserved better right um so that happens a lot in sports because uh, overall it's all about the money but that's the johnny's did you knows? let's head on over to where does philip rivers stand in the pop culture today
2: thank you hey Thank you. Hey, right, thanks, Cameron. Hey, right, we'll take that fifteen. Thank
0: you, man. This is a tough. This is a tough one because there's a lot of guys who have never won a Super Bowl who are held in very, very high regard in when it comes to sports. Right? Um, Dan Marino, he did play in one his second year and then never made it back. Never won one. Uh, Warren Moon is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and uh, never got to play in a Super Bowl. And there's several others. Fran Tarkenton, back in the day, in the, the Minnesota Vikings never got to play. That sounds like a Star Wars name. <laughs> that doesn't it? it Fran Fran Tar, General Tarkenton. Did you see? Uh, yes. <laughs> way too easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it. I'll but it but on. it's it's the truth. It's, I mean that's it, that's it, it. But in Rivers is one of those guys who never quite got there. He never quite got there, but he has the stats. And it, it's so hard because the stats game is is ever changing with the way that the NFL's rules are allowed, um, you know, with the NFL's rules kind of transpire. It, it's the stats thing is hard to look at, but he is one of the most, you know, he was one of the top quarterbacks for the for a majority of his career. And you know, did some spectacular things. He threw for 500 yards in one game and didn't even win. The, it, his team was so bad, they still lost. <laughs> you know how much 500 yards is a lot of yards. Yes, that's and impressive. He, his team still lost, it, it was like disgusting. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I don't know if he's gonna be looked at fondly upon. I think what stands out to him is his colorful character. Yeah, is, I was he, going
1: to ask you, what does he do now
0: that since he's retired? Does he? I should have mentioned that he's actually he 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 uh, he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps and he he, he coaches high school football down in Alabama. Well, and he's fine do, with
1: it. I want him to do what he wants to do, but I think he would have made like a great uh, TV personality for football.
0: They were looking at him for um, for NFL for like commentary, and I think this yeah. option is still on the table because the way that the scheduling would look like if he did like Monday Night Football, like did commentary for there. He could still coach his high school football team, go fly to wherever to do commentary, then come back. Yeah. But he, I think he's one of those guys who like loves the simple, loves the simple life. Like we talked about Andre the Giant many months ago, right? Andre retired. He just wanted kind of peace, quiet. He loved to be on his farm. He loved to just just that to happen. And Philip, in that regard, is a lot like that. He wasn't a big city kid. And to go to a place like San Diego and then Los Angeles for a period of time. Um, and he's not a big city, but he's not a city kid, you know, to kind of just back up and just enjoy the simple things in life. I think it's really admirable that he like, like he could have been a a pro coach and been in the NFL, but he's like, no, I I want to coach high school football because that's how much it means to me. Um, you wanted to be just like his dad, which is, I love that. I love that. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's also like him feel like he's giving back to something. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think they, I think they just won a a championship down there. This is first year coaching. He did say that, you know, last year that he wasn't officially retired, uh, that he would be willing to come back for certain teams, um, in a late season push. But one of those teams called him around like Christmas and he goes, Are you out of your mind? He basically told him, Are you out of your mind? Like, I'm not coming. I'm not leaving my family for Christmas. Um, yeah, he had plenty of opportunities to call me. I'm not just leaving my family just at Christmas time. So, yeah, um, that was the Saints, actually, ironically enough, um, who, who <laughs> made that phone call and, uh, But, yeah, so as far as like his personality is going to stand out, those mic'd up clips are going to last forever. I hope he gets immortalized in the Hall of Fame. I really do believe he should be um, a first ballot. There's a lot of people who argue against it, um, but I I think he should be immortalized in that Hall of Fame. And if he does get in, I will be at that. I will be at that um, when that happens. Like, I I will go to that one. But um, what about you, Johnny? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think this one is a tough one. Um,
1: Obviously, if he makes it to the Hall of Fame, that will definitely uh, help his case into kind of uh, being way more remembered in pop culture for sure. I think the thing that obviously stands out, well, in my opinion, is his personality, uh, how it's just different, uh, you know, it really stands out. And some of his live choices, like you were mentioning there, after football, uh, I admire right yeah. you're giving back you're doing things you want to do uh, you're turning down money because of uh you know you want to be with your family i love all that that makes me like this guy even more yeah uh, if you're going to turn down cuz i guarantee you they're going to pay him some good money right oh, yeah. uh, and he's like uh you know what no it's christmas i'm going to spend it with my family
0: i admire the freaking crap out of that he's uh, got nine kids to pay christmas gifts for man He's you yeah. know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his poor wife no. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh yeah Cannot even imagine. Uh, But so I think he's always going to kind of be there, especially for NFL fans. He's going to be a name that you remember. Uh, But, you know, uh, I think the Hall of Fame will really help him in that regard. If he makes it into there, then that will definitely cement uh, people talking about him more and more. And also I do think if he decides to ever get behind the booth or whatever you want to call it, uh, I think that'll help too. I mean, there's plenty of players who've done that who really, helped uh, their careers by doing something like that. Yeah. And uh, in, in pro sports. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but man, what an interesting guy. I was very uh, excited to talk about this guy. He's very fascinating. I do recommend this clip that, uh, that Matt sent me. That's just trash talking. You can just Google it on YouTube.
0: I'm going to uh, use some of it for uh, the transitions in this episode. I will use good. that, but the, there's like a, there's legitimately, was it was like 45 minutes. It's at least yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh Philip Rivers mic'd up and it's And oh, I watched the
1: whole thing. That's how good it is. Just so people know.
0: I listen uh, to it at work when
1: I'm feeling down. <laughs> it literally puts me in a good mood. Yeah. It's pretty it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Uh, just how different he is. Uh and he really stands out. So he yeah. certainly is different. Um so next month we were actually Johnny, I was looking at the schedule. We are we are done with the month of February next time we come back.
1: Okay. All right. Well, just so, let everybody know cuz we'll uh, so you sit me. I know what we're doing. Uh Next time
0: we do athletes again, I will be doing Charles Barkley. But Excellent. I can't wait. I've been big. I've been watching the NBA on TNT videos with him and Shaq just roasting each other. Yes. I <laughs> love it. I love it.
1: But next month is music month. Yes. Uh, I am very excited about this too. Uh, you know, I've, I've covered, you know, Johnny Cash is one of my all time favorites. So let's add to let's keep adding to the favorites. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Elvis Presley, I think. <gasps> Yeah, uh he's got a movie coming out soon that has Tom to Hanks. Yep. Got Tom Hanks in it, so this might be good timing. And Elvis Presley, that's what we're going to talk about next time on Oh,
0: Retro Pop. Excellent. Well, everybody, that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me talk about my just just gushing about my favorite player of all time. Um there's a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in next time. We're going to be back in a couple weeks for Elvis Presley. Man, I, can't, I have some stories to tell about that one. Uh, <laughs> that should be a fun episode. But thank you so much. And we'll talk to you re- next time right here on that daggum old podcast, Retro Pop. Favorite Baltimore. Not today. Third down. Rivers escapes. Look at his takeoff. And he gets hit around the neck by Mosley, but a hill signal. First down, Will. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
2: I didn't know he changed personnel. I was too busy talking. Y'all put that stinking blitz on tape. Y'all think that's a good blitz? Y'all think that's a good blitz, Rolando? You talk the whole bit. It works, huh? At least I'm consistent. Hey, I'm done. I'm done. I was coming to say I'm done. Don't go. I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm done. I'll talk forever. I talk in every game. It's just fun. I was into it the whole time. I am such a turd today. I feel bad. Mike and